0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Bluebeard's Tech Talk. I'm Josh Bentley, and yes, I have a blue beard. I work for SAP, one of the world's largest business software companies, and I'm a developer advocate on our developer relations team. As part of my responsibilities, I talk about the SAP Cloud Platform. One of the goals of this podcast is to connect developers to code they may or may not have been aware of, and they can use it when they're developing their own applications. Another ambitious goal of this podcast is to entertain you. To do that, I'm going to try to have as many interviews as I can with subject matter experts. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to Episode 3 of Bluebeard's Tech Talk. And today, I have my guest from AWS, Eric Johnson. What's going on, Eric? Hello. I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Thanks for joining me. I think I'm going to call this episode Serverless for Everyone. That's a tagline, a hashtag I've seen you wear on your t-shirts, and you promote that on social media. You you want to basically promote the idea that we need to be living in a serverless world, and there's a, a better way to be doing some of our development styles. So I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I always take that away from the great conversations that you and I have. And before I introduce people to you from the way that I know you, I'm just going to say that I cover, as you know, SAP technology yeah. and living in the cloud platform. And part of that is helping to represent our relationship with AWS and all the things that we promote from an SAP cloud platform and an SAP development perspective. But I'm having you on as a non SAP guest because we yeah. meet each other a lot of conferences and I'd love for you to just explain like, who you are and what you remember about meeting me and where we've met and what kind of conferences you and I used to meet at when we could travel and actually go in person.
1: Yeah. So like you said, my name is Eric Johnson. I'm a senior developer advocate for serverless at AWS. Uh, and you know, you ask my wife what that is. Be like, I don't know. He just travels and talks and it seems like he has a lot of fun. Um, what a developer advocate does is we, <clears throat> we actually will go out and, and teach. We teach how to use serverless, how to help help developers understand and do best practices with serverless. But we also take, you know, feedback from from developers and from people we talk to and bring it back to our product groups and say, hey, you know, here's some, here's some things that they're loving. Here's some paper cuts, things like that. So that's kind of like what I do. Who I am, uh, I am, you know, I'm a dad. Uh, I have five kids. I'm a drummer. I say musician, but people then say, Oh, what do you play? I say drums. And they're like, okay, so you're just a drummer. <laughs> so yeah, I'm nice. just a drummer. Um, and uh, I love you. You probably hear me talk a lot about pizza, Diet Dr. Pepper. Those are my things. Those are my jams, so to speak. I'm 50 years old. I don't know if I still get to say jams, but there it is. So uh, as far as, yeah, I, I think the first time I ran into you was at a go-to conference. Yep, it in Chicago. Chicago, wasn't it? And I was like, Man, this guy talks more than I do. That's awesome. <laughs> we I, had a I, good time. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> I believe you the talk. phrase was I came over and I I also said I'm a, you know, a, a middle-aged guy with a bald head and a beard and people that's could right. us for each other. And you just said that's "No." Right. you said something like no, you were better looking so that wouldn't happen. But anyway. Well, I am better looking.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's uh, I mean, that may be kind of arrogant, but truth hurts sometimes. I'm so. going to do a whole now,
0: episode why i did my beard in blue and the short answer is just so i could look different than a lot of other guys i ran into it.
1: <laughs> there, there you go that's the reason i just do the goatee here so exactly. <clears throat> yeah we met we met at goatee chicago uh and uh had a blast. blast. Uh, obviously uh you know kindred talkers kindred spirit and talkers and and talk tech we talked to sap we talked to aws we talked serverless and uh you know it was a good time i've also seen you gosh where if i saw you on the streets in new york that was a weird uh, night
0: because I had been out and I may have been drinking that night and I was at different, different <laughs> locations in the city. Yep. So when you think of the randomness, right? Of the fact that two people who know each other can go to a city with millions of people and happen to be on the and, same cross street in New York at eleven eleven thirty at night as I'm going back to my hotel with two colleagues, I stopped and I went, I'll be right back. And I walked and, over. And, and you grabbed my arm.
1: Yes. And, yeah. and scared the we out of me because yeah. here, here, I, you know, probably, you know, I, I've always wherever I, whenever I travel, you know, be at Hong Kong, be at New York, be at Moscow, I have, I go out and walk and sometimes, you know, cause we're working all day. Right. So yep, the only yep. times we get to do that is at night. And so I was out walking and somebody grabbed me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. you scared the we out of me. But that yeah, was, yeah, that's great. And then we saw each other I, again
0: at Reinvent, right? So I went to Vegas yeah, to Reinvent, yeah. and we saw each other there. You did a couple of great sessions. I don't remember your session titles. Do you have those at the top of your head? Uh, yeah, I did. I did.
1: Uh, I didn't know API Gateway could do that, uh, and I did that four times. And I mm-hmm. and I had uh, uh, building API or building yeah APIs front to back. So okay. there was a two hundred it was a two hundred and a four hundred level of API Gateway that I did multiple times. And I also did a CI CD
0: session. Okay. As well as
1: a builder session. (laughs) So I had quite a few sessions. Oh yeah. Yeah, I
0: had a good time. And that was fun being in like 18 hotels in one day. Yeah. Were you speaking? I was not speaking, but I went to see some SAP colleagues speak. I went to see a a couple of customers. There was a great presentation by Heineken and they had AWS Heineken stickers that I have on my MacBook. Wow. It's awesome. So it's basically the idea that they had to move and lift all their SAP systems onto AWS globally and they can't shut down production. So it's just stories and use cases you would never think of, like the way that you produce and manufacture and distribute your beer as a global company, (laughs) when can you shut down? And you can't. So they had to follow the sun model as they were duplicating their existing on-premise systems into the cloud. So awesome. Dude, that's fascinating. Yeah. 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 And I, and I heard I'll trade you a serverless
1: for everyone sticker for a Heineken AWS sticker. Oh, that's what I heard. I'll try, I'll try and find it. I'll okay. try and find it. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever those, you
0: can do. Those are a hot commodity. Um, yeah. all right. So then I uh, leads me out. So that's a great intro. We, we now know who you are a little bit more and we know what you and I both do as developer advocates, but what have you been working on since maybe December that people might not have heard of. They don't follow you on Twitter that you want to mention this, you know, it's supposed to be a 10 minute conversation, right? So what's a highlight of something that you've been focused on or promoting that is new for developing that you think people would get advantage about hearing about?
1: So you know, I've kind of the the unofficial uh, API Gateway DA as well. I, they're they're part of our our package, but I spend a lot of time on API Gateway, and so lately, and, and that's you know, why I talk so much about them at Reinvent, and I talk about everything else as well. But but that's kind of kind of my passion is help under people understand API Gateway and the new HTTP API. Try that again. HTTP API, <clears throat> and uh, one of the patterns—it's kind of a fun pattern that I've been talking about. I talked about it at Service Days Nashville and and several other places. Is this thing I'm calling Storage First? It's probably not the cleverest name, but it, it works for me. Uh, and it's the idea of when you're developing, when you when you're building service architectures. Um, how are you approaching you know how are you passing data around uh and uh, jay nair who's who's my boss's boss you know he, he goes up he's he's a really smart guy on twitter he's jay nair thinks he he said one time he said we should not be using lambda to transport but just to transform right so this is not an anti lambda statement at all in it, in in it it's it's using the right tools at the right time, and so what I've been talking and teaching is how to use api gateways rest api and the Apache's velocity templating language to, in, to interface directly with service service integrations. My service choice is generally DynamoDB. So, mm-hmm. so instead of, you know, common back into a website might be, you know, the client hits API Gateway, API Gateway hits a Lambda, the Lambda then simply takes that and does a request against Dynamo and returns it. So the Lambda is really only doing transportation of data. It's not really transforming it. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing that, we'll just have API gateway talk directly to DynamoDB. Okay. What this allows you to do is, is, is I also call it, you know, it's, it's thinking asynchronously. Let's say I need to do some process on that data instead of doing it before I hit Dynamo, I do it after it hits Dynamo. So I do it asynchronously. So what happens if you think of the flow, and and I'm I'm doing this all, if you could see me, I'm doing all the hand wavy stuff. If you can think of the flow from the client to the API gateway to DynamoDB, and then it triggers Lambda to do some work on it and write it back to DynamoDB or respond to the customer. It's all asynchronous. Okay. And and here one of the main drivers that I do that is is let me ask you this: when in in a whole arc in in, a, in let's try to get in a whole application, the most dangerous part of the application, and I hate to admit it, is going to be my code every time. Okay. <laughs> I know? thought you were going
0: to say when the user goes to use it, but well,
1: there is that. Yeah, no no <laughs> application survives user interface, right?
0: So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> user acceptance <laughs> but... testing is you know, the thing to avoid.
1: Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. Test in and production and, and go to sleep. Um, but, but the idea is if, if I can get the data saved before I process it, mm-hmm. then if my code tanks, which might happen, might not, you know, but if my code doesn't do well, then I haven't lost the data. I can go back and try again. I can use the retries built into some of the services. And uh, rather than having to go back to the client and go, Hey, I lost the data. Give it to me again. And, and really, you can trust me. I won't lose it again. So that's kind of one of the, that's probably a little long-winded, but that's one of the things no, I've that's fine. about So think
0: about this from the SAP side. You're not as much of a HANA guy, right? But we have our in-memory database right. system. We write code and we write applications to run completely in memory. So you're doing a startup of your system and everything's yeah. running in memory, which gives you super fast access and fast capabilities while you're running in memory. But you have to flip the paradigm of where your actual storage is because you're you're not writing your cache to memory. You're writing your cache to go drive somewhere else, right? Because right. if your memory crashes, your app crashes. So then everything has to recover from a storage system somewhere else that isn't in memory. It's on another server somewhere else. It's on either another AWS system or it's on an on-premise server. Yeah. And when your memory application spins up, then everything comes back. So I understand completely the importance of writing that data for use. Yeah, well, it goes back to the idea
1: is, you know, yeah and vernon vogel said it said everything breaks right he said everything breaks and as much as we build to say you know we're going to build this to never break we also build as if it will break and so it's all about degrading gracefully you know what i mean and and so so not just building for durability which we do do that you say i said do do we do do that we uh but we build for for durability and uh then what we do is we build that when, when we don't have durability, then it degrades gracefully. So sometimes I'm a 12 year old boy, just get used to it. There. That's okay. I'm, I'm, a, no, I'm an amateur kid. So. They're...
0: And that's why I honestly don't want to edit these things down because it's, more a personality. <laughs> it's about the fact that we're real people <laughs> yeah. and that they let us do this job is amazing to me. But yeah. I'm glad that we get to well, it. Well, my
1: wife and I still, when someone says doo-doo, we still look at each other
0: and giggle. Awesome. Like awesome. And that translates get... well globally because then if you go translate it and figure out in another language when English is not their first language, they're not a native speaker. They have to get That's in right. on the joke. So it's even better when you you can kind of imagine someone in another part of the world Googling what you said to figure out why you're laughing at yourself. Then they see it and they go, wow, <laughs> he really is a child. That's awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Nice. Wow. And, you know, I say things like dang skippy and stuff like that. People have to Google what I say a lot.
0: Nice. So that leads me into really the final thing because we're getting close to running out of time, which is what do you think – developers to take away from a conversation with you is an important thing to focus on. Cause we understand the API situation that you just talked about, but what, what is another yeah. thing you think developers don't think about a lot that makes it, this is why Eric develops the way he does. What's important to you?
1: So that's a good question. Um, I think for me, I think it would be have a plan. Don't just start with code, have a plan and, and look at the large picture. Look at things like, you know, uh, uh, you, and we see this all the time, people will, okay, I've got an application working, but there's no CI/CD wrapped around it. There's no testing wrapped around it. There's no, uh, I just did it the way I know how, you know what I mean? And so what I encourage folks to do is number one, p- plan to plan to go big. Right. And, and, and what that means is, is, a lot of times we build applications you know I'll just build this and then and then we'll scale it. now that doesn't mean you know we still work in an MVP world right get the minimum viable product but build it in a way that you can scale it don't build it in a way that you have to rebuild it okay so it's it's a little more planning up front but it's thinking through the process what if I what if what if we get a massive load all of a sudden will this load handle and I mean that's why serverless exists right yep. so so that we can handle you know large that's why that's why hannah exists and things like that so we can we can handle large amounts very fast right so plan plan accordingly right okay. um the second thing second thing i would do, tell people and, and this comes back from my old you know i used to be with uh with a partner with rackspace actually where we would say you know uh, and jerry hardgrove said this to me one time i don't know if you know who jerry hardgrove is he's known as aws geek on twitter okay. he does all the really cool drawings yeah nice. he he told me he's, he said the rules would kind of go is is you know, look for a managed service first. Second, if if a managed service isn't being done, like at AWS or something like that, then look for a third party. If that doesn't exist, then write the code, mm-hmm. but don't don't reinvent the wheel. You know, and so those are those are some takeaways that I would challenge developers to look at: is is what's out there to help you uh, handle that, and and then take take advantage of those, and then add the part that makes your code unique.
0: Okay. Good. No, great advice. So I don't even think you have to wrap it up with like, you know, takeaways that you need to rattle off one, two, three. I think it's, <laughs> it's more of a, I like the idea of going big and planning big. When you go to develop, that's yeah. one of the greatest, greatest Plan phrases. To go big. Yeah. Plan to go big. Yeah. Nice. And then do you have any so, takeaway challenge, something that we, people can go look at that you've tweeted or a tutorial we should go investigate?
1: Yeah. So, and this is probably, it's probably a little heavier, but when we talk about the idea of, of go, you know, of, of, of of this uh, storage first pattern, I actually built. I did a whole blog series on AWS called "Building a Serverless URL Shortener Without Lambda," and you can find it on the AWS blog. You can also find it on GitHub under single digit, s i n g l e d i g i t. If okay. you see me, you get that. And so that's my that's my repo, uh, and and that's where the repo is. And I actually show how to build an entire URL shortener using just, I don't use Lambda at all. And again, I, I have no problem with Lambda, but but I'm able to do it all with VTL and it's wicked fast. So it's VTL directly to DynamoDB and then I cache it out uh, using uh, CloudFront and you get, at the API gateway, you get about a four millisecond latency. Okay, And, and, and then depending on what your bandwidth looks like, you get about a P99 of somewhere around, I think I was hitting in the 30 milliseconds response time. Wow. That's so a nice trip. Yeah, it is yeah, it was, it was wicked fast. So and, and again, no pro, no logic and no none of my own code. I can guarantee you the guys who write API Gateway or Lambda have better code than mine. Yeah <laughs> so uh, the whole plagiarism
0: is flattery is the, the motto I try to live yes. by. <laughs> Absolutely. Best form sure. of flattery. All right we've talked plenty I think if somebody's like just doing a, a short form podcast like this and they get on they get on a tangent. It's easy to just keep talking and talking and talking, which I always do. I told myself when I started this, um, it was two of us. 10 minutes or Yeah. There's no way 10 minutes or less for us is just hello. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. now but I really, really appreciate you joining me. It's been a pleasure and I hope to have you on again. If you've got any new features coming out or anything else you want me to retweet or do another podcast about, we'll just jump on and do a quick four or five minutes and promote it. Cause the idea with this is I'm going to do as many of these as I can to start building an inventory. So people come back and they listen and they start to learn the audience of developer advocates is not there for ourselves. We're there for the developers. That's right. That's cool.
1: right. And I would encourage, you know, listeners, if you have service questions or, or anything, I'm EDJ geek on on uh, Twitter and, and constantly answering questions, helping out going on what you just said, because we're there to help you. I mean my entire job and, and, and love, you know, I get paid for it, but, but I
0: love it. I would do it anyway is to exactly. help people
1: understand serverless. So
0: yeah. Yeah. If they told us we couldn't be outgoing, that would be a problem. Yeah, it would be. (laughs) It would explode. (laughs) All right, brother. I appreciate your time. Stay safe and we'll talk soon. All right, bro. Bye. That was a great interview. Thank you very much, Eric, for joining me. I'll put links to Eric Johnson's Twitter and GitHub in the description of this podcast. And I also want to mention in two weeks, we're going to have an interview in episode four with Q Macro. DJ Adams, Developer Advocate for SAP, and we're going to talk about authentication and authorization in the world of Cloud Foundry. So I hope you'll join me then. I can't thank you guys enough for listening and hope everybody's doing well. Thanks and talk to you later. Bluebeard's Tech Talk has been brought to you by your host, Bluebeard, also known as Josh Bentley. And while I work for SAP, These opinions are not an official SAP stance. They are my own opinions and my own conversations. Thanks. Hope to see you next time on Bluebeard's Tech Talk.